Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday night here at Barclay Street after a snap lockdown for Fat and Ginger, and we have a massive show for you. Do we? And my name is Tim Young, and across the desk from me is my compadre, Luke Messi. Hello, Tim. Welcome yeah. back. We had a week off last week. What did you do with your spare time? Nothing like you do in every lockdown. Yeah, you promise you're going to do all sort of stuff and end up doing nothing. Yeah. So, look, mate, I can't tell you how big tonight's show is going to be. It's massive, is it? Why is it so big? Well, okay. So, we're finally going to reveal Fat and Ginger's role in the Christian Porter defamation case. Now, I'm so excited to tell <laughs> people about Now, I don't know, people who listen... We spoke about this a few weeks back, but we weren't able to say anything. Two months ago, we spoke about it. Was this. it two months ago? Mm. No, no, that's when Abby was on. Yeah. But we alluded to it and said the best thing that's ever happened on this show, and we can't talk about that, it. That's true. We did. Yes. And now, tonight, we can actually talk about it. Why that's can we talk about it? Hey? How come we can talk about it? Because the case is finished. The case is finished. Yeah, cool. They agree. Right. I'm going to, yeah, reveal that. I'm also going to talk a bit about weather and whinge about the wind. Uh, Luke, what are you going to launch into in your topic, mate? I can't remember. What do I have down? Are uh, you going to lose weight because you're single? Oh, yeah. It sucks, mate. <laughs> uh, Associate Professor Paul Griffin drops by to give us an update on COVID stuff, given the current situation. Mailbag is positively heaving with correspondence. Who, who did you say then? Associate Professor Paul Griffin. Oh, you did say. Come Associate on, mate. Professor. I, I wasn't listening. I droned out for a second, but I was just making sure you're using the official title, Tim, That's because heaven forbid a man of that stature comes on and we don't use that title. I couldn't agree more. Uh, in that scrap, I'll rant aimlessly about, well, about weather and some other stuff. Uh, you're not <laughs> talking about weather, mate. I know what you're talking about. Now, the reason why we are so prepared, ladies and gentlemen, who are listening, is that Tim came around last night and we actually prepped for the show, didn't we? We did. Yeah, it's very yeah. exciting. We did about two or three hours of prep. That's We've never it. done it before we've usually just rocked up and just Had said what come to our head that's right we've done a bit of prep we so the show shit tonight we got no it's never going to get any better that's right um our special guest tonight is physio and comedian sam gabriel celesi oh sammy can't G. wait what a champion but most importantly tonight yep. i'm in charge of the tunes oh no this we talked about this last night and i can assure oh, I'm so you so worried about this i can assure you luke listeners the world audience that we have got that every track is going to be a banger so. i don't know what's coming up tim said right for one episode i'm taking over the tunes i've let him do it but i'm so worried that everything's just going to be 80s with a synthesizer that it's fantastic so send the kids to bed early get yourself comfy because it's time for fat and ginger How good was that? Exactly as I feared. That's a fantastic song. Oh, it's a great song. I'm not blaming the song, mate. I'm saying that every song is going to be from the 80s, late 70s to late 80s. Every song is going to be full of synthesizers. Yep. Everything's going to be like that sort of glam rock. Yep. And it's just going to be the same genre over and over again because that's all you love. Yep. But we could either do your stuff, which, you know, is just miserable, quiet stuff that sort of incites self-harm. I, I deserve a little bit back then, I? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that last episode, I was just like, what did I call it? Waterboard torture? Yeah, I'd water bring you up, that's pull it. you down. That's bring it. you up, pull yeah, you down. That's right. So, All right, I'll give it to you, mate. That was a good song. No, thank you very much. Yeah. A Jefferson Starship famously used to be called Jefferson Airplane, wasn't it? And then they changed their name. Did they? Yeah, yeah, they got a new member or something, and they changed it to Jefferson Starship. Okay. Yeah. Well, who was the airplane guys? There was someone else that had a Don't name. Don't know. We'll have to look that up. 
Yeah, I probably shouldn't just talk randomly, should <laughs> no, I? Right. This was the show we were meant to be prepped. No, no, that's all right. I think that's what people love about this show is they're let behind the curtain of magic that is yeah. radio. And, and you know what? I've, I've been talking. told by a few people, don't be so negative about your show. Like You guys are doing a good job, but you're always negative, yeah. right? I beg to differ. <laughs> I think I'm not negative enough, but uh, I will stop doing that because right. people are saying that I'm too negative. We are actually great. Steady. No, all right. We're not. So- Here's a big moment in the show. Oh, I've been waiting to talk about this so, for ages. A couple of months ago, we had Abby Newman on the show. Yep. Now, Abby is a fantastic practitioner in the field of domestic violence and sexual assault, assisting both perpetrators and victims. Yep. Does exceptional work. Exceptional work, and I've got a lot of time and respect for that woman. 100%. Now, one of the things we spoke about when she was on the show was the Christian Porter defamation case, which was going at the time. Yep, so what was it all about, Tim? The defamation case was that the ABC came out on, I think it was Four Corners, and said that an unnamed politician had been accused of a historical rape allegation. Right. And they presented it in such a way that there was no doubt as to who it was. Then he finally came out and admitted it was him, and then he sued them for defamation. They settled, I think, last week. Right. And it's all gone away. So where do we get involved? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Seamless. <laughs> I'm just throwing little questions to you. So we asked Abby about it when she was on, being an expert in that field. Mm. And she offered some personal opinions. Well, just insight. We were very clear to say we don't necessarily know what happened. No. We're just talking about the case. And, and I'd like to add that now that we don't know what happened. Yeah, we're not and still with our lawyers' hats on, we don't know what happened, Because right? apparently it cost the ABC $780,000 to, to defend it. Well, that's just the government, isn't it? They just I paid it. I don't have $780,000. It probably just paid his bonus for the year. Yeah, that's it. She offered some opinions, which were her personal opinions, but coming from her background as a professional in that area. And what were her opinions? Her, I'm not going to repeat her opinions. I'm going to repeat it. Hey, I don't on. care, mate. I'm not worth anything, so I'll just repeat it. So what she said was, she went to great pains to say, I don't know what happened, but she did. That's the right. way that he defended himself was a clear-cut, almost textbook copy version that's of right, someone who's guilty and how they do it. Yeah. And that rings a lot truer to me now with other stuff that's happened, which we won't go into. But uh, the way she explained it was that this guy talks exactly how perpetrators talk when they're guilty. And we're not saying he is. Now, we're, we're not, not saying, saying he is by any stretch of the imagination. We don't know what happened. He could be innocent, anything, you know. But anyway, why are we involved? We still haven't so, got to that. No, we haven't. So anyway, so, yep, show happened, fine. Podcast went out. Mm. Abby got a letter from the federal police, right, mm. saying, we heard you, get this, I'm so excited that they said, we heard you on Fat and Ginger yeah. talk about the Christian Porter defamation case and yeah. you need to... Well, apparently the show's really big in Canberra. They love it up there. There's a lot of outcasts that, that make up our government and they just love it because they can see a couple of their own. A quick cheerio to everyone in the federal police, by the way. Yeah, you yeah. Um, if I see you on the way home, please yes. don't pull me over and punch the shit out of me. But no, they got in touch with Abby. I don't yeah. know how they heard it, by the no. way. I think there's certain apps you can get or programs that scan media. Everything. But that's what I mean. Like we're in Voice FM in Ballarat. Mm-hmm. Where we'd be broadcasting to the greater region here. Yep. And somehow it's got back to the federal police and they've sent a cease and desist letter to Abby Mm. saying, you work in this field, you appear in court over cases and you should not be commenting on this ongoing case the way you have. That's right. Now, she told that to us 
at a comedy gig yes before we were about to go on about six weeks ago yeah and how excited were we mate not excited for her because it was oh sorry are you okay do you need anything and once she said no i'm fine i'm okay we just hugged each other because we were just wrapped someone was listening that's right we've got got a listener even if it's the federal police because that was before we even got the uh the real estate your greedy call Remember yeah, that? So yeah. that was before that. We, it was, just, we didn't think anyone was listening yeah, at that someone point. Someone in Canberra. But I think, I don't think they would have been listening to the radio show. They would have been listening to the podcast afterwards. Oh, possibly, yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Even if he was getting paid to listen to it, he was still listening, yeah? That's right. Maybe we can pay our listeners. Pay oh, people uh, to listen to uh, us. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> There's a lot of people out of work at the moment, Tim. <laughs> I'm thinking. Uh, I don't know what we're going to give them. We don't no. have a lot of things. How about we play a song things? and we discuss that? Oh, are we going to play a song? I think so. Oh, have we finished with that? Oh, no. I don't know if we're finished with that. I'd I, like to I explore just, it further. I just think it's fantastic the feds are listening to our show. But why are they saying, why are they protecting him? No, I think it was more around the fact that- It was an ongoing case. It was an ongoing case. So it would have yeah. been, even if she'd been defending him or having a go at him or whatever, either way it would have been, no, you, can't, you shouldn't be talking about that. All right. But why are we able to talk about it now? I know the case is finished, mm. But has he been exonerated? Has he been, I, I haven't been following it all I got was no, he telling me. They settled. They settled. Yep. So now anyone can say anything they want. Well, within the bounds of defamation and libel. And uh, all I'll stuff. say is where they smoke this fire. Oh, allegedly. Jesus. <laughs> Go by the name of the kink in rock, rock. Super educated. I'm smarter than Spock, Spock. There's, see, good song. Self-indulgence. But there's some of that self-indulgence. I knew you were going to yeah. say that. And that was probably a great example of it because I was actually bopping along to that, yeah. Tim. You know what? I'm liking your choices so far. I appreciate the feedback. I wasn't sure. No. I know last night when you brought it up said, let me take over for yep. one night, I was hesitant. You were hesitant. Because I knew what was coming. But yep. so far, so good, Tim. And All I right. can only go with what you're dishing out. Okay, that's fine. Now, you want to talk about, say, now you've had a bit of a life change recently, you're now a single guy. Yeah, I, don't, I think we can talk about it now, enough time has passed. So I recently divorced, uh, not divorced, separated with my second wife. So I'm in between wives at the moment. Um, I'm like the new Sammy Newman. My mates call me Olympics. They reckon I get married every four years on my way to five rings. But no, I just uh, <laughs> separated with my wife. She's a lovely girl. It just didn't quite work out and these things happen. But the mm. worst part, not the worst part, obviously the worst part's the, uh, the human suffering to friends and family. Yep. But the part for me now that it's all done and dusted, it's oh. been a bit of time passed, I'm sort of getting over it, starting again, is the fact that I like being fat, Tim. It's easy. It's easy being fat. And I got, you know, I was pretty fit when I met Megan. Mm. And then slowly over the six or seven years we were together, I sort of deteriorated to a point where I was comfortable. Well, you become comfortable, you become domestic. Yeah, well, you just sort of look at each other and go, well, I'm pretty happy with you, you're yeah. pretty happy with me, there's no pretense anymore, I don't have to hold it in, so to speak. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, and I became that person, I was just very comfortable, ate what I want, drank what I want, didn't worry too much about my appearance, obviously. Mm. Now it's all changed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah? I've got to get back on the market, and it sucks, and I don't want to do it, but I think just meeting that girl at the footy the other day was like, I looked at myself in the mirror, I thought... I've got nothing to offer anyone, mate. And it's the same. You know, you know when someone's broken up, you don't even have to ask them because they get fit all of a sudden. They're off the you carbs. Know? Yeah, they get off the carbs. They start missing out on fish and chip day at work. And yeah, you're still talking about that. Yeah, you, yeah you're I missed out yesterday. That. Yeah, I was pretty upset. But but so, I've, I've had to start the diet. So can I, just to give listeners an idea of where you're at, yep. can you tell the listeners what you had for dinner last night? Oh, you saw it, didn't you? I did see it. Oh, I don't want to say it. I'm embarrassed. I'll say it for you. Go you on. had uh, Cruskets. Or whatever, the, the Rye, Rye Vitas. Rye Vitas 
and, and tin tuna and tin tuna. a little tin of tuna a tiny little tin it was fantastic restraint and self-discipline by you yeah and then i had about a liter of gin after that's it, right and then we had uh, we had corn chips what time did we finish up i can't oh, remember yeah it's pretty late <laughs> but it's that process and this is the thing that annoys me right go on you go through the process now i was leafing through a magazine the other day and I, I don't know why i was leafing, leafing. through a magazine that's a good word isn't it? leafing it. it's only ever used for magazines that word we don't leaf through a book, do you? No, you, you don't leaf through you, anything. No, you dip into a book. You dip into a book, you, you leaf, leaf through a magazine. magazine. Thank you. So I was leafing, right? Yes. I, actually, I remember where I was. I was at the orthodontist. My daughter was in getting her braces off. I had nothing else to do. I leafed. So I opened up this magazine. Yep. There's a picture there of Hugh Jackman, mm. right, with some COVID appearances on his body. Bit of bulk. No bulk. This is what shits me, mm. right? He, he's still built like a brick shit house. Just comes up like at, at angles that I'll never achieve, nah. but just the tiniest little hints yeah. of love handles, the tiniest hints, and I'm yeah. talking tiny. Yeah, and for, how old would Hugh Jackman? Be? It was probably just a bad photo, to be honest. Yeah. It just looked like he might have the tiny, like a, a centimeter of love handle. You know what they said? Mm. Hugh Jackman displays his dad bod. Jeez, that's rough. That annoyed me. That's rough. Because dad bod is what I've clung on to all these years. There's an excuse. There's a reason. There's a term for mm. the way I look. It's, un- it's a dad bod. It excuses. Yeah, I'm not a fat bastard. I'm a dad bod. It excuses the fat disgrace that we are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, it's out the window. If, if that's a dad bod, if Hugh Jackman's got a dad bod, what am I? Well, we're fat and ginger. I'm a jabber bod or something. <laughs> oh, there's not even a word for it, mate. they just a blubber naught. I don't know. Blubber naught. <laughs> no, that's a Jimmy Carr thing. Yeah. But it annoyed me. If that's a dad bod, I always thought I was a dad bod. Mm. It's like someone come along and going, oh, you're a ginger. And they go, yeah, I know I'm a ginger. I've been a ginger all these years. Yeah. I'm used to it. And I excel at it. And then they go, oh, no, you're not a ginger anymore. You're a red nuts or something. You're an auburn. Yeah, it's, it's like you've taken away yeah. what I thought I was. So you feel like you've been robbed of your identity. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And, and it you, really annoyed me. Should we talk about this off air? And, you know, have, um, a, have a cleansing sort of talk? We can yeah, refer to some professional help. Well, well, I probably need a little bit of counselling <laughs> at some stage, but no, it just, it just annoyed I just, me. I, I probably could use it for that crap, actually. No, nah, that's all right. Hugh Jackman, though, he'd be, what, 60? No, like would he? No, Tom Cruise is, like, not even 60 Well, we'll yet. look it up, because I reckon he'd be getting on, and it, it, the guy's earned himself some love handles. Yeah, but it's not even a dad no, bod, mate. Know. That's what annoys me. What am I, then? Hey? Where do I fit in? You're a disgrace. I'm a pork scratching. <laughs> pork scratching. Jeez, they're addictive, aren't they? they? They're good at that. Oh, I didn't tell you this, what? but mum sent me a text on the way down, yeah. and I was around for dinner the other night. My sister and my dad were out, yeah. and she cooked a roast, <gasps> and, and the cracker was sitting there drying out, you know, drying out. Yeah. And mum goes, can you just pass me a little bit of that crackle, right? Yeah. And so I grabbed her. I said, do you mind if I grab it as well? You know where this is going. Yeah, going. The yep. whole thing gone by yeah. the time everyone got back. Yeah. Crackle gone. Yeah. Easy she, to do. She sent me a picture tonight. The crackle. They were all just sitting there eating it. Sent me a picture. That would have. See, that would have. So you've, you've had your identity robbed through the yeah. dad bod thing. And then they've sent you. I'm angry, mate. I'm just angry. <laughs> picture of them eating the crackle. This is what happens, you know, mate. I'm trying to get fit. I've got no crackle. Something's got to give to him. I feel like George Costanza. George Hey, this is the nicest thing I'm going to say to you all night. You're not George Costanza, right? Okay. Hey, uh, play the jingle because it's time for the mailbag. Oh, is it? Yep. Oh, cool. Feel like abusing someone? Now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's Mailbag. Yes. It's that time again, mailbag. And like I said, positively heaving with correspondence. Oh, there'd be a heap at the moment, I'd imagine. Not really. Well, we've picked the three best. (laughs) 
So in other words, it was only three. People started to be nice. We had a nice one from Karen, didn't we, a mm. few weeks ago? And So again, Karen uh, sent us a message. Friend Did of the she? Sh- a friend of the show, yeah. Oh, there you go. So uh, she says, uh, winter is crap, agreed. Now she's in Denmark, so they'd have a fair old winter there. Hang on, I'm reading this as you're reading it. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> but in Denmark, you don't have to mow your grass from October until May. Well, I don't know what she's talking about there. Bonus. Why she sent that in? Just, you know. Winter is crap, agree, but in Denmark, you don't have to mow your grass from October. Because it's well, That's a random thing to say, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's good. I like it. So okay. she sent it. Okay. Hey, she's very nice. She's I'm not, very nice. I'm not knocking her. Now, it's just a strange thing to write in. She also said, uh, Chico rolls are crap. And your, ah, ma- and your yeah. mailbag must also be crap if my cleaning Clean my house, house got, got a mention. Yeah. So there you go. She never actually got into how big her house was, though, because we established she did three episodes back to back. It's about four hours. Four hours. Yep. That's a big house. Massive house. Or, she, like you said, she was using a toothbrush. But have you noticed that she's used the word crap like four times in that couple of sentences? Is she trying to get on that's crap or mailbag? I, I don't know. Maybe we should get in touch with her and say, do you want to be on that's crap? Well, let's get her to send one in. That's crap from Denmark, because things might be different over there, too. Right. We don't know. No, do we, we don't know. This is, this is part of what we hope to achieve on Fat and Ginger is hands yeah. across the oceans. That's right. Yeah, we'll all come together. That's right. Now, oh, Karen, maybe you can tell me, is Christiana still a thing? Now, Christiana, I went there when I was in Denmark. It's in Copenhagen, and it was like a little hippie commune, uh. right, where they'd sort of fenced it off from the rest of the city. It was right in the middle, and anything goes there, Tim. Little stall selling marijuana. Electric lettuce. Uh, all sorts of things. Yep. Electric lettuce. That's good. <laughs> all right, I might use that. <laughs> Literally, later tonight. Um, so... <laughs> You should see Tim's face at the moment. I'll be interested to see what is happening over there. I know COVID's probably still a thing. They're, they're in the middle of winter or whatever. I oh, know it's summer over there, isn't it? Yeah. It's you haven't recovered from what I said, have you? No, I haven't. No. Oh, yeah, sorry. We'll go on the next one. Oh. So Wayne in Mount Mercer, friend of the show again, rings in occasionally. Oh, I haven't heard from him for a while. Oh, he sent us a message. He goes- uh, He must have sobered up. Yeah, that's right. How do you boys go with chafing? That's all he's written to us. Yeah, well, I think obviously it's, it's a problem. Yeah, that's right. Well, being large gentlemen that we are. The larger portly gentlemen well, and, and the fact that our pubes are already red. That's right. We're no longer dad bods. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're, not, just, we're not even in that category. Just fat disgraces yeah, now. So yeah, yeah. I can't even drink Fanta anymore. So yes, Wayne, it is a problem. And last one because we're running a bit behind time. Are we? Is uh, I grew up in the fifties. Sorry, from Stan in Beaufort. Uh, I grew up in the fifties. Are you communist? Because you're both red. I don't what? know. I don't know. Stan, <laughs> I'll leave that alone. Yeah. Now look, uh, he has got his own streaming network, though. <laughs> he does. I don't know if I'd watch it. I didn't grow up in the fifties, but no, that's right. Um, look, should we have a song now and then do our new segment, or do you want to? Yeah, do no, we probably need to play a song now because we haven't worked it out yet. That's right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but can we tell people what it is? Oh no, because we're going to go. We're going to start it and then go to a song and then come back and finish have it. Have you got so, the paper? Um, no, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't looked it up. All right, we're going to go play a song. I'll tell you. Play the song. And All we'll right, come back. we'll come back to it. Wait, here you go. Self-indulgent bit of the end here. No, fade it out. But there's a bit at the end of that, of the longer version, where it goes, I think I'm going crazy. And I always thought that was a bit self-indulgent. But maybe I'm being a bit harsh. No, so, I don't think you're being harsh, mate. I think some of these musicians need a little bit of constructive criticism from time to I time. I don't criticise, I just make observations. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I You think, sound like someone else we know, Justin Murphy. Yeah, that's... We'll get to hey, him. We're going we're gonna to contact him today, aren't we? Give it a try. We're going to send him a message on air and see if he responds, because he's gone all quiet after abusing us for our moody run. Yeah, I'd on. love to know what he sent. Yeah, I know. He but sent it, something and Facebook blocked it. 
but <laughs> it was like been, must be pretty bad. That's just bottom feeding behaviour, and then launched into a tirade that Facebook said, "Oh, we can't put that on that's our too, site," and which sort of defeats the purpose of calling us bottom feeders. Now, uh, I believe we've got a new jingle for our new segment. Oh yeah, so should we talk about this? Yeah. Okay. So we come up with this idea last night over a couple of gins, uh, horoscopes. Mm. So I obviously think that all that sort of stuff, horoscopes and palm readings, mumbo and jumbo, all that crap. Yep. What a load of shit it is. But people seem to love it. It's in the paper every day. Right? If you put a palm reading or an ass reading, you can do ass readings, you know that? No, you can't. No, you can, no, I'm telling you, it's a thing. I promise you, you're looking at me like, look it up, Google it, promise you, it's a thing. Look okay, it up. all right, all right, keep so, going. So all that sort of stuff, right, is in the paper every day. Huh? Mumbo jumbo, but Absolutely. they still chuck it in. Yep. So what we thought is... What about if we were to read, I haven't looked at mine, you haven't looked at yours, so I'm going to read yours out for you, you're going to read yours out for me, and the reason why we're doing that is we want to say that you can apply anything to your life if you work hard enough. It's vague enough. It's vague enough that it applies to everyone. Yeah. We even came up with a jingle last night, didn't we? We got we on did. the phone to Deidre. That's it. Deidre would come through with the yeah, goods, even though it was like we had to wake her up because yeah. the time zones were all different than that. 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. So shall we play it? Yeah, absolutely. Feeling special because the stars are telling you you're not. It's Fat and Ginger's Horoscopes. Money well spent. Well, it cost us a fortune, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. She was in the studio yeah. last week too. Her rate goes up the earlier it gets. Do and you think she's getting a bit of a big head now? Oh, look. Just because she's been on this show? <laughs> she talks about the fact she's had a big career. I don't think it's been that big, mate. If this is the highlight. If this is <laughs> Even if she's taken our work. So you're a Taurus. Right, uh, go on. And I've gone into the Herald Sun. So I have to listen to this and apply it to something, and I'll yep. tell the listeners and yourself what it applies I to. I won't read the whole thing because it bangs on for ages. Yeah, I do. All right, the first couple of lines. Uh, just because we know that life is short doesn't mean we can't be patient. We tend to think that we need to race to get things done so that we'll have more time available. That's the first line, and it bangs on about that for another paragraph. Okay, so I think what they're talking about there is the fact that cats can't get over to Adelaide until Thursday, and they're saying just be patient. They'll let you on a flight if you wait long enough. So, what's happening with that game? Is it going? They don't know, I suppose. I don't know. It still hasn't been confirmed. If it's played in Adelaide, will uh, you go? You got to apply it to your own life, don't you? Not, I can't use it against the but footy side. I'd say it again. Just because we know that life is short doesn't mean that yeah. we can't be patient. That's the take-home message. Patient. Maybe they're talking about me, Dad. Bod. Oh, yeah, because you could get top two diabetes and become a patient. Yeah. So that's They're what saying, look, at the moment, because you're a fat bastard, yep. you can only apply for twos and threes. But if you be patient, lose a bit, you can work your way up to threes and fours, Tim. And it's also saying that if you remain a fat bastard, life is going to be very short. Yeah, very short. <laughs> so hit that treadmill, <laughs> Ginger. That's spot on. Yeah, right. I think that works. Yep. All right, you ready for yours? Yep, so please. you're a Capricorn. Yep. This is in the Herald Sun today, ladies and gentlemen. How can we rise above what's troubling us? It sounds easy in principle, Tim. It doesn't say Tim. I added that. I like it. Until we stop to think about what happens to us when we become upset about things, they start to grow and get blown up out of all proportion in our minds. So that applies to a couple of weeks ago when the Tigers were struggling. And no, and we've said you can't use no, no, free no, tanks. I, just oh, sorry, let me go. go. I should, I should and people hooking into me. You yeah. know, Tigers are gone this year. No, yeah. you're out, you're gone. Mm. And then I read a message on Facebook. And it said the Tigers had exactly the same number of wins after round 11 that they had after round 11 last year. Mm. And suddenly, fantastic light at the end of the tunnel. It all went out the window. So I'll refinance the house and put the lot on the Tigers to win the premiership. So there you go. What do you think of this segment so far? Ah, it's all right. It's all right. 
possibly it's reflecting the amount of preparation that we put into it, considering yeah. that we forgot to get the paper today. Yeah. <laughs> it all sounded good last night. We got too pissed, really, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. And it, I forgot what we even talked about. So, look, I think we should play the jingle for that scrap and just hook straight into that. Yeah, all right. I'm not sold on that. Nah, we'll give it another shot, though. We'll give it one more shot next yeah, week if it's, if it's crap. Yeah, all right. All right. Don't believe the hype. That's actually crap. So there comes a time when you're doing a community radio show when a couple of things. <laughs> you do a segment that you're sure is going to get you in trouble or kicked off air or one of the two. So when I we don't d- think you need to be that negative. I think no, it's no, something no, we no. should be able to talk about. No, that's true. But when we did the crying game, Aussies in Hollywood, yeah. I thought that was going to get some feedback. Not a sausage. Not a sausage. And, get it? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. nothing. Yeah. Anyway. Not a sausage, not like the bloke in the movie. That's right. Yeah. Just checking the phones on. Yeah. Yep, so we're good. So... What I want to talk about, and that's crap, is I want to talk about, um, and I find this hard to talk about because I just think it's you're such You're stumbling, a, mate. You're, I you're, am. You're pausing. I am. I, I know you had reservations as we were walking into the building tonight did. about this. I did. So I want to talk about the transgender weightlifter that's going to compete for New Zealand. There's nothing wrong with that. We're allowed and to talk about here it. Here we are. Yeah, I understand, and you've been very good with this. So the transgender athlete that's going to compete for the Kiwis New Zealand, yeah. at the upcoming Olympics, who I think they changed the qualification. There's a threshold of how much testosterone you can have in your blood. So why did they change the qualification? Uh, to that, get her in. Well, that's probably what I think. So Yeah, yeah okay. Her name so is... Uh, there's your first mistake. Her name's Laurel Hubbard. That's You know what it reminds me of? Mm. Changing the rules for Murali Duran. Oh, jeez. Remember that? Go. When he had the degree of arms and they go, right, oh, he's not quite fitting the rules, so what we'll do, we'll change the rule because yeah. they wanted him yeah. to keep oh, playing. Look, that's a whole segment in itself. Good joke about that. What's the go difference on. between Matai Murali Duran and Charles's latest love interest? Go Cam- on. Camilla Parker Bowles. Very good. Do you like that? Right. So That would have been good about 15 years it ago. It was, yeah. It's yeah. not exactly yeah. topical, is it? No. <laughs> for, a, in fact, for a number of different In fact, races. if the AFP are listening, they would have heard that and go, wow, that didn't set off any alarm bells. No, battles. that's right, yeah. yeah. We're not looking for those words. No, that's right. Go on. So this lady used to be, before she transitioned, used to be a weightlifter as a man. Right. So And was quite a successful weightlifter as a man. Okay. So am I allowed to say the words? And you've got to be careful about this. It's just stupid because that's the society we live in. When she was a he, yes. was he a successful weightlifter? Yes. Right. So he was he was good as a man. She sorry, she was good as a man. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's the same thing. You can't say they. Oh, I so, don't understand the they thing. Yep. But anyway, go on. Um I'm old. Sorry, uh, so am I. And we should wear that. You know, yeah. we can't be a dad bod anymore. <laughs> so we could just be old. Yeah. But I wouldn't be a weightlifter. The, the problem the problem I've got is that so she competed at the Commonwealth Games whenever that was recently, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Yep. And her warm-up lift, so in weightlifting, the way they usually do it is your first lift, I can't remember, your first lift usually is just you're finding your way. Right. And then your second lift is your big one. That's, where that's you're going when through. you really, like, yep. you've had a warm-up. Yeah. And then your third lift is like if you've stuffed up your first That's two when lifts. your guts falls out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, her warm-up lift or her easy lift was going to break the world record. Right. In that weight category for females. Right. And there's something wrong there. When you're okay. warming up and it's the best yeah. one ever, ever. In, in the history the, of recording. In the history of the world, right? So there's plenty of sports where I believe that women and men can compete equally. There's yep. a heap. Yep. We're not far away from having the first mixed cricket team. Oh, I don't think it's that far away. But, who was that really gun for Australia? It's like she was oh, great batter, great bowler. I know there's been a heap. but Elise there was, Perry. Elise Perry, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. 
superstar, mate. Yeah, and and you think about the the difference in strength and and whatever. I, I'd go netball. I would not watch a men's netball. I reckon women would beat us at netball. Yeah, I used to play mixed netball when I was at uni in Brisbane. Yeah, and I used to play and, and just get my ass handed to me on a weekly basis. There's nothing wrong with talking about that. No, no, no right? That's right. It's saying right, men are built differently to women. What shits me, and I know it's your. That's crap. But what shits me, you've had a bloke who was a weightlifter and from all reports was a, a very good one. Yeah, reasonably, su- right? reasonably successful. That's right. Has a transition yep. and goes into a sport where it's an obvious advantage to be built like a man. Well, the, the sole aspect of that sport is strength. Yes. Okay, sorry, not the sole aspect. There's some technical aspects, of course. but yep. And where, while we may be even in every other category on this earth, we will never be even when it comes to our body. No, that's right. right? That's the one advantage that men have in sports is they are built differently it's it's virtually cheating in my eyes it, it, well the thing is so what if you had a daughter mm-hmm. and the daughter had trained her whole life to go yep. to the olympics yep and and they're all coming out against it now they are and yeah. i would be too mate for that exact reason but it, it's it's almost uh, it's, is it the same well think back to the days of the east german athletes that everyone knew were on drugs Mm. knew mm. it was widely known yeah. and yet, remember the Chinese swimmers yeah. they had shoulders like triangles they did yeah. Yeah. upside yeah, down triangles they did anyway can we agree that's crap oh mate I just don't think it should be allowed and you know what if you want to continue down this path and people see that and they go look I was a ranked 48th in the world at tennis and I was never going to be anything but I feel like I could transition I'm not saying they do it just for that but all of a sudden your Serena Williams of the world, mate, are just long gone. Mm. You're going to have men who have transitioned to women who are dominating world sports in women's categories. I just don't think it should be allowed, mate. Agreed. Maybe we do a third category. I don't know. Am I, am I making sense? It's a bit like when a musician isn't, you know, sort of on the cusp of not going real great and then suddenly they become a Christian musician. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden yeah. they're selling all these records. Yeah. All, all, all country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? Oh, we'd probably better leave yeah. that there because I'm pretty sure that if we if, if we did have listeners that uh, we would have complaints. We're off. No, no one listens, mate. No, that's, that's fine. Uh, what have I got? Um, what was mine? No, that, I was going to talk about that. Like a preparation, is that one? Yours was fitness posts. Oh, let's talk about fitness posts now. I'm sick of people giving it on fat, right? And I'm <laughs> going to wear it on fat. He says, poking the desk. <laughs> that all my fit mates are posting about their Strava runs and I just ran 400 kilometres. Yeah, and how many that. steps I had today. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yep. And just, yeah. and you know what? It's a bit like charity. Exercise is like charity. It's almost like it doesn't exist unless you tell someone. Yeah, exactly. True charity and true exercise only yeah. exists. Oh, I donated this yeah. today. How good am I? Which I do it on- That's the defeats the purpose, oh, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep, that's right. And so, go for a run. Just go for a run. Yeah, I don't need to hear about no. it, mate. Good on you. I'm that's struggling over here to go for a run. That's it. I, I don't need to hear about yours. My heart rate goes up when I chew. I Actually, we to- just had a message off Justin, haha, Christian musician. Now he he's been talking about his exercise lately. We weren't talking about you, Justin. Was this- say that, uh, Justin, who does the show before us? Oh yeah. I, I just you just caught me eye. He sent a text. And he's probably listening right now. We weren't talking about you, mate. I love your exercise posts. It's great. Keep them up. No, we were talking about people that just brag about how many steps they did, wasn't it? And then <laughs> he's, he's followed up with a little test. Yeah, yeah, Good on you, Justin. We love you, mate. The, um, it, it's a, yeah, and the other ones too. And then the people always put, and this sends me absolutely apoplectic, is when they put hashtag blessed. 
Yeah. God damn that. You just yeah. paid for a run. We're talking about this last night, were we? Hashtag just, blessed. And, just you know, paid for a run. You know what, mate? We're all nothing. You know, we're not blessed. We're just ourselves. We're just lucky that we got to be born in Australia and yeah, not somewhere else. Exactly, it's mate. Just, it's just yeah. good luck. Yeah, I'd say blessed to be someone that was born in one of those poor countries that got the hell out of there. That's right. That's blessed. Absolutely. Yeah, not just us who's sitting here going, geez, I went for a run today. I'm going all right. Should we have to get water from the well? Oh, that's well. Dirty water as well. Mm. Uh, should we have a song? And then I think it's almost time to. Uh, well, let's yeah, just well, let's just play the song. Yeah. Eh? Hey, uh, what do you got for me, Tim? A oh, bit of gambler. Oh. Yeah. You know what, Tim? I was just yeah. thinking, right, yeah. while that song was playing, and another great choice by you. I'm actually really impressed tonight. Thanks, mate. We spent a lot of time last night prepping this show. Yes. And then to celebrate, we got really drunk. Yeah. yeah. We shouldn't have done that because no. now it's even worse, and it would have been like the best show ever. Not yeah. the best show, but the best we could do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. As presenters because we're pretty ordinary. I'm yeah. not trying to be negative, but we are. No, no. This is what we do, mate. We, we went too early, didn't we? We, we celebrated We, we too celebrated early. the fact we finally prepped by getting drunk and forgetting everything because we did the wrong, that's crap. I was mm. going to do the Kiwi weightlifter. You were going to do fitness posts. We're all over the place, mate. I think we covered it, though. Yeah, I think we did. I think it's all right. So, look, we have the new award, but we might wait on that. I think if I do the weather, uh, mm-hmm. you can call up Griffo. Oh, okay. So, we're going to do yep. um, weekly stuff. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So while I do the weather, it says here, now I don't believe this, it says here that it's 10.2 degrees outside. Feels like negative 0.1. That's exactly right because it is blowing a gale out there and it's. I think it started raining. So on Sunday when I was driving around the lake, it was sl- almost sleeting and there were people out walking their dogs in droves and then I had to stop and wait for the swans. That's winter in Ballarat for you. That's what it is right there. <laughs> so it feels like negative 1 or sorry, negative 0.1. Uh, but it's actually 10.2. And I know that for some people listening around the world, that won't actually be that cold. But for here in Australia, that is pretty chilly. It is, so, isn't it? Yeah. And you know what? I often think this, right? Go on. Why are we living down here? Don't know. Well, Why don't we move to Queensland like everyone else seems to be doing? Of, and of all the times in history, to be asking that <laughs> right now is probably the best time to be asking that in history, isn't it? Because, yeah, anyway, that's the best segue I've ever heard. Let's move to Queensland. Yep. Is that where Griffo... Oh, Griffo lives there, doesn't he? He lives in Brisbane, yeah. All right, can we get him on the line, do you reckon? I think so. All right, let me use the power of radio yep. and seamlessly bring him in. All right. All right, you ready? Yep. Are you there, Griffo? Hello, how are you going? Ah. <laughs> you know what, mate? We just <laughs> talked about the amount of prep we did last night. Tim came around to my place. We did about two hours prep, then we got really drunk and forgot everything we did. So... That was the one thing we got right tonight, was getting you online seamlessly. Good to see you, Griff. Are you happy with the lines? Oh, mate, yeah, going along well. Bit of a stutter on Friday night, but uh, otherwise going along beautifully, thanks. But, uh, look, you've got to have those stutters, I've found. As a Tigers fan, I've found this. Oh, you, don't you, get him started. You've got to have these stutters to keep everyone else interested, otherwise you just get too good. So, yeah. You know yeah. what, I finally got to give him a little bit of shit when the Cats beat him a couple of weeks back. And he done a little bit of research and said, you know what, we're at the same win loss as we were this time last year when we beat you guys in the grand final. Just took the wind out of me sails, mate. So don't let him get started. You just take your wins when you get them. But look, uh, <laughs> what we really want to talk about is, as you of all people would know, we're back in lockdown down here where Melbourne is. We've just come out. Mm. So <laughs> Me and Tim had to move in together just to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thought. Yeah. Oh, there. oh, we're, not, we're not going all the way, though, Griffo. Are you done? 
Who's the big spoon? Who's the little spoon? Hey, I've got standards. <laughs> Look, it's probably not even a question that is worthy of this segment, but why do we here in Victoria and Melbourne keep getting locked down and places like mm. Brisbane, Perth, Adelaide? Do, why do you it- know people are moving out in droves from Victoria? I would be. If They've had record number of people apply for jobs in Sydney from Victoria. Yeah. Record numbers. I've never seen it before. Do you think that's COVID-related or people are just wised up after all this time? Wow, it does get pretty cold down here, mate. And we are miserable <laughs> bastards. But on the on the COVID front, Griffo, is there any reason, uh, scientific reason, why it is happening more in Victoria or regulatory reason or something to do with vaccine? What is it? Do you know? Mate, it's a, it's a great question and one that's been talked about so much in the media lately. One of my colleagues who's fantastic speculated about uh, age of population and use of public transport and mm. multiculturalism and, you know, all of those uh, theories were firmly refuted with a, a little bit more research over the, the days that followed. So the short answer is we don't know and there's probably a dozen factors that all contribute that are all really hard to put our finger on. I personally think the climate has a role. Um we know that uh, when it's colder and uh, miserable and grey, like you guys get to enjoy most of the year. But, uh, I mean, seriously, <laughs> people spend more time indoors. They spend more time in close proximity, for example. So there's probably factors like that. There are probably uh, other environmental factors. There's probably behavioural factors. But in the end, it's it's a fair bit of bad luck too. I think you guys just got a person who was highly infectious, who didn't know they were, who yeah was very mobile and spread it to lots of people. And, you know, despite the best efforts, it kind of got out. So in the end, I think it's uh, – do we need to give you a test there? Was that, uh, was that a sneeze? Do we need a swab? Um, it can't be just um, bad. Like, no, no, nothing to see here. No, no, I got tested last week, Griff. I've been a little bit crook. I got tested last week, and they shoved that thing that far up my nose. It actually took control of my limbs for a couple of seconds there. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but it can't be just luck, Griffo, because it just keeps happening, mate. It keeps getting out here and nowhere else. Yeah, look, I think it's a few things. I mean, obviously, you know, you're a very highly populated state, so you've got a lot of people there. So probability-wise, you've got more people coming back, so you're at greater risk of this sort of stuff. As I say, I think the weather, I think people's behaviour will be a, a factor in that. But in the end, there's probably 10 other factors that we, we won't be able to put our finger on. It's just one of those things that, uh, you know, part of it is also you get, you get that person back who's highly infectious at this time of year. So had that person from South Australia returned to any of the other southern states, they probably would have suffered the same fate. Whereas in Queensland, you know, we've had, had our breaches in the in the warmer months where people are outdoors spread apart and so you know in the end we were lucky so you know i think luck is part of it but i think it's timing weather and many other factors but look i think there's so many of these discussions at the moment about how it happened and you know building quarantine facilities and so many other things that i think we're overlooking the the fundamental fact here is we have a great vaccine and if we got enough people vaccinated that bloke comes back from south australia infectious and he's he's coming into contact with people that are largely protected. And so instead of being up to, I think you guys are at 72 now, you're probably at four or five cases. Yeah. And it's not in the mm. nursing homes and all those other things. So, you know, I think we need to look forward to how we stop this. And as I say, the, the best thing there is to have lots of people vaccinated. Couldn't agree with you more. But, went- but, but vaccinated people are still getting it, aren't they? 
Yeah, so this, this is one of the, the big things we're, we're trying to get out there. So, you know, uh, most of us try and speak on these sort of shows based on evidence. And for a long time, we didn't know how much these vaccines block transmission and stop people getting infected. And a lot of people took that as that they don't do those things, but they're just things that are much harder to study. So all the trials were set up to be able to work out how many people got really sick and how many people got symptomatic disease. And so we know those numbers really well. But what we struggled to be able to work out in those early trials, at least, was how much they did block infection and stop transmission. But we've got some of that information now and it appears that it's probably 50 or 66 percent so so what that means is you're you know half to two-thirds less likely to get infected so some people still will and those people that do get infected are you know 80 or 90 percent less likely to get symptomatic disease but almost 100% less likely to get really sick. So what that looks like is we'll have a couple of cases here and there. So as I say, instead of 70, four, five, six, none of them will be really crook and we don't have to have lockdowns and the you know the world's a very different place. And that's why we need people vaccinated. That'd be good not to be locked down, mate, because oh. I'm a very boring person when I'm at home <laughs> and being stuck with myself, I want to punch myself in the face some nights. And, and look, I couldn't agree more with the vaccination thing. I thought like, you meant with me. <laughs> that's, well, yeah, that too. So I, I went and got my first jab oh, a couple of weeks ago now. I'm due to get my second one next Wednesday, I think. And I've been telling everyone, just go and get vaccinated because I don't want to keep getting locked down because I've yeah. had enough. The thing is, Tim went a back alley job. He didn't actually go to an official place. Yeah, he was on. that keen to get it. Yep. He just went in some little dark street and said, just jab me. And what about his vaccine? Well, he never got that yet. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Shall I just you know, hang up the earphones and just Actually, last night, this is funny, like, when we were on the piss last night, Griffo, Tim was talking about moving to Queensland and the thing that stopped him, he goes, well, Griffo will hunt me down for that green shirt. Like, I can't go back without one. So that's one of the things stopping him from moving north. Oh, now I was going to head south if it wasn't for the lockdown and try and get that shirt back. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I was going to ask you about, now, you haven't heard the start of the episode because you're up there in sunny Queensland, but we have proof that the Australian Federal Police are listening to this show. So what happened wow. was there was a, a friend of ours, a comedian who also has a day job working in domestic violence and helping victims and that sort of thing, made some comments on our show two months ago about Christian Porter and got a cease and desist letter from the AFP, right? So wow. with that in mind, I want you to answer this next question very, very carefully, right? <laughs> Do you have lights in those glasses of yours? Because they're very blue. <laughs> No, they're, uh, they're, they're just uh, a little bit reflective. And uh, I was told they're slimming, but from for, at least from where I'm looking, they're not working so far. So, uh. <laughs> uh, it's all beauty's in the eye beholder, mate. Don't worry. No, that wasn't my real question. Oh, I'm gonna, I, I did actually prep. This. I told you we did some prep last night. This is the most prepared we've ever been, and we're still marking it up. Right. Do you know the name Li Meng Yen? Do you know who that is? I, I don't. Uh, it sounds like it's one of the people that may have worked in that laboratory in Wuhan, though. Right. So you're very, very close, Griffo. What it is, it was a virologist. Is that the right word? Ask, ask the oh, man. you know. Yeah, one more looking at you, Tim. Virologist. Yeah, virologist <laughs> he, to work. Yep. Tim knows garbologist. That's about it. The, no, that's the, the virologist who was called in to investigate when it first broke in China, right, mm -hmm. she investigated went to the lab, investigated there, and ended up defecting to America, left her husband behind and her family, knowing that they'd be interrogated, knowing that they'd be jailed for her leaving, because she needed to tell the world that it came from the lab. 
Now, remember, the AFP listening, mate, I don't want to get you in trouble here. You know, we all need Jerry Maguire's kid in our life. So <laughs> what I want you to do is answer this right. Now, she knew the results of what was going to happen. Maybe she didn't like her husband, mate. You know, I've just been through a separation myself. I know what that's like. I probably wouldn't leave my ex-wife in jail uh, for me to leave the country. But what I'm saying is she's come out and she's said, this started in the lab. This was a man-made thing. It got out. It wasn't released on purpose. It just got out. And and to me, for someone to risk so much to get that out to the world, there's got to be a little bit of something there. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, it's it's being very uh, hotly debated at the moment. I mean, I think that theory is kind of, uh, you know, resurfaced and been refuted and come back a few times. And the, the simple fact is, in my opinion, we'll just never know. Um, you know, sometimes it can take 10 years to really identify the origin of some of these things. Um, you know, I've spoken to someone who did, uh, who was part of the investigation, who went to China as part of that. And, um, you know, they did their very best to try and um, speak to people who were, you know, on the ground when it started to unfold. And, you know, the trouble is it was so far down the track. And, you know, as every day passes, I think we get less and less likely to actually get a definitive answer. Personally, there's a lot of talk about the fact that we can change viruses and someone could have changed other related viruses to make them do this sort of stuff. But if people were doing that, they would understand what those changes were likely to be able to do and obviously would have done that in a very safe way, knowing that this was the potential consequence if they didn't. So, mm. you know, I think the prospect of deliberately manufacturing this or it coming out of a lab is still really unlikely. Um, and, you know, when we look at so many other nasty viruses like, uh, you know, Hendra, Nipah, you know, all those sort of viruses that have come from bats and crossed over and, you know, the, we've seen how this virus has changed and become better at infecting humans since it's, it's just, been it's in the population. It's just so contagious, so Griffey. Like, uh, and, and again, I bring back to the point that this woman was one of the first people called in and she yeah. risked everything. Right, she knows that yeah. you know, the family's going to get tortured and jailed, and it's not like China, the most transparent country in anything, when it comes to yeah. giving up information that might uh, they might lose face. I just think for her to do that is a massive thing. We're talking like Snowden sort of stuff, where yeah. you give up yeah. your whole life to expose something that you believe to be the truth. And I just don't think someone with a, a role like that, who was yeah. appointed by the government, would do that unless she fully hundred percent believed it. And and since she came out with it, just discredited by every organisation that with links to China, they've thrown her under the bus. She's crazy. She's yeah. it. It's exactly the sort of thing that America used to do, mate, when they didn't want that information mm-hmm. that later on proved to be true. I just think yeah. that there's got to be something to this. Look, and I think we need to take all those leads potentially seriously. You know, I think we need to try and do as much work as possible to to understand what might have happened. And, you know, not not to really, you know, go back and blame people necessarily, but for us to understand exactly how this arose would obviously empower us very much to, to reduce the probability of it happening again. So, you know, I think they should certainly, you know, pursue that as a line of investigation. But, you know, obviously with a bit of a, a grain of salt that I think, you know, now, if that had happened, I would imagine that there's probably no way of proving that firmly. So, um, you know, I think we need to look into it. But it's going to be a challenge to know for sure. Mm. See, I don't like that answer, mate, because that doesn't <laughs> give us, Fat and Ginger, any traction at all. Can we revise it? And you say, yes, it was China. We're blaming them. And uh, I'll be on Sunrise tomorrow morning to say I exposed it on Fat and Ginger. Or what, what did uh, Donald Trump say? He said he wanted to send China a bill for $10 trillion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doctor, that was for his tanning. It's a doctor It's a doctor evil moment, isn't it? It's just $10 trillion. <laughs> yeah, Griffo, you can see us, mate, right? 
Yes. Now, how bored did Tim look during that whole thing? Right, we're talking I know, about, right? So he, he was playing with his phone. He was stretching. He could not have been any more bored if you paid him. It was quite distracting, actually, Tim. I was pretty focused, although I have to say, mate, have you just been doing some push-ups? Those guns, I tell you, looking you pretty go. good. There you go. See? See? Uh, Dad bod? Oh, we're talking, we're talking about it before yeah. now. Look, we, we probably need to run, wrap this up soon. Is there anything else you want to ask Griffo before we go? Yes, there is, mate. Yes, there is. Now, I sent you a message throughout the week, and I said what we're doing now for weekly That Stuff segment with Associate Professor Dave Bade, former Shield cricketer Lockie Stevens, and especially Associate Professor Griffo, we need a, a story about Tim from his youth. Have you managed to come up with one? Well, look, for, for me, it's really hard to go past the green shirt. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you haven't dwelled on it stories. over the years, mate. <laughs> and and I, I just get the flashbacks. So yeah. it's, it's very hard. So I did reach out to uh, get some collateral information. Um, and, and I don't know uh, what rating this uh, this technically is, but uh, Dave did tell me, uh, so Professor Dave Bay, that is, to, to ask Tim about uh, w- why you might have slept in uh, some of your housemates' beds, particularly when you were um, potentially bringing home um, suitors that you might have uh, met elsewhere. Mm. And, and there may be uh, Interesting. A, a loss of confidence issue that uh, may have played a part in some of these uh, events. Okay, uh, so, so all right, without delving too much in, what I'm getting, and I don't know this story, what I'm getting uh, is that, that Tim not only borrowed your shirt, but he's borrowing other things for his own personal benefit as well. I think that's a fair, fair assessment. <laughs> okay, well, Tim, do you have a response to this, mate? No, nah, I'm taking the fifth. This, this allegation? No, nah, I'll take the fifth on this one. Yeah, I think this is where we <laughs> need to get the AFP involved, mate. I think this is there's an investigation that needs to happen. And the reason I'm saying that is Tim stayed at my place last night. I'm worried he was just familiarising himself oh, with the layout. Steady. And, uh, you know, he's going to start walking in and introducing my house as his. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> Marking my territory, you reckon? <laughs> Come on, we got to get If I have to start writing my name on the milk bottles, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Uh, there's a funny story about that too. Oh, go on. Uh, no, no, not oh, really. Okay. No. Yeah. All right, we better keep moving. Yeah, thanks, Griffo. Ah, sorry, Associate Professor Griffo. Sorry, mate. I feel <laughs> like I, I just swore on nah, you. Look. Thanks, Griffo. Thanks again. <laughs> Pleasure to have you on, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Good fun. Mate. Enjoy See the you. show. Thanks a lot. See you, buddy. Uh, I think we should have a song. So no, I, I want to hear the story. No, no, no. We'll, uh, Why are you we'll, shaking your head like that? It's not one for radio. Are you going to tell me off here? Yeah, I'll tell you off here. I promise I won't tell the listeners. Yeah, oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right, what song we got? You, you have knocked it out of the park tonight. Uh, Dusty I Springfield, I think. Son of a Preacher oh, Man. Oh, you're still going. You're yep. still going. I know. Uh, Dusty Springfield, fantastic song. It's my relaxing song. Yeah, it just reminds me of Pulp Fiction. You know, when she's getting ready to go yes. out, she's got that plane, she's watching John Travolta through the, the monitor yep. and um, getting ready for a big night. And that's pretty much us, mate, isn't it? Yeah, We're just it. getting ready to assault the ears of the listeners in Ballarat. That's Assault's a, not the right word, is no, it? No. That that's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. Yeah, no, we want to tease the ears. Uh, right, so it's time for the Justin Murphy Award. It is time for the Justin Murphy Award. Should I play the jingle? Oh, I look forward to it. Are you easily affected? Welcome to the Justin Murphy Club. That's awesome. 
Is that the first time we played that? Yeah, that's first. Well, I should have built it up a bit more. First time I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. Justin Murphy. Now, we're going to try and message him tonight, but I couldn't work out how to do it from the Fat and Ginger <laughs> account. Not your personal that's one. That's what I was trying to do during the last song. And I, I thought, well, if I send it from my personal one, he, he just seems like a bit of a nutter <laughs> and he's likely to bombard me with stuff. So Send, send you a letter bomb or something. Yeah, we'll work out how to do it for next week. Well, we want to bait him a little bit, don't we? We do. Just for our own amusement. Pretty much. But who have we got? So the Justin and Murphy Award is for someone who sulks or yeah. whinges about something that's ridiculous. That's right. So who have we got? Who's our recipient this week, Tim? So because we like to keep it low key, we're going to go for Chinese President Xi Jinping. <laughs> G'day if you're listening to the CCP there. Well, the AFP all are over this show that's now, aren't it, they? So. Yeah. Hey, guys, you're doing a great job. That's it. Yeah, please don't raid my house. That's, yeah, exactly. And certainly don't look in the drawer under the sink. So this came up about two years ago. Um, we obviously got our finger on the pulse of current affairs here. But two years ago, China banned Winnie the Pooh after comparisons to Xi Jinping. So what do you mean? All of China, right? 1.6 billion people yeah. and their government banned Winnie the Pooh. What were the comparisons? I'm though? glad you asked. Was he, he forgot to wipe his bottom? or Chinese censors, I'm just going to read from the article, Go so on. I quote... Uh, Chinese censors have banned the release of Christopher Robin, a new film adaptation of A.A. Milne's... Oh, they banned the film? Hang on, you do it. The adaptation of A.A. Milne's beloved story about Winnie the Pooh, according to to the Hollywood Reporter. The Winnie the Pooh character has become a light-hearted way for people across China to mock their president, Xi Jinping. But it seems the government doesn't find the joke very funny. Mm. Uh, it started when Xi Jinping visited the US in 2013 and an image of Xi and then President Barack Obama walking together spurred comparisons to Winnie, a portly Xi. So he's a, he's a big guy like us, uh, walking yeah. with a tigger. But look, if he wants to avoid those sort of comparisons, stop wearing a red T-shirt with no pants, mate. That's right. And what do I always say to you? Never show your weakness. Never show your weakness. So now, I imagine since then, he's been bombarded with comparisons to Winnie the Pooh and him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not actually a ginger. You know that, right? Just you called me one once, I got upset. Mate, it's and the denial, okay? Yeah, no. It's the denial, okay? You've got to embrace it. 50% of fixing a problem is admitting you've got a problem. <laughs> so that's a, that's my Justin Murphy uh, award recipient. So it goes to the president? Yeah, president Is, is that what he called, the president? The yeah, prime president, minister? President? Uh, president of China. President of China. What you think? Wouldn't it be good to give it to him in person? Wow, that takes yeah. some arranging these days. Yeah, maybe I'll give him a pot of honey. Yeah. <laughs> We'd never come back. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. And probably don't deserve to either. No, that's right. Fair yeah. enough too. I went to China just before all this broke out. You did too. Yeah, that's in right. November of 2019. 19. And um, yeah, we didn't see, I saw a few people spitting and coughing, but I never knew what was coming. No. Well, I suppose it sort of kicked off not long after that, wasn't it? December. Yeah. It would have started getting up and about. I probably should have eaten that bat yeah, while I was yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, look, uh, I think we should, did we have any other nominations or was that it? No, it was just, we just do one a week, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good idea. And we were sitting there last night and that came up yep. somehow and we said, oh, there's a good That's recipient. It, yeah. That's as far as our research goes, really. <laughs> if someone sends us something or we look at it and we go, That's a bit silky, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you look at, I mean, it doesn't look like Winnie the Pooh. No. It looks like a Chinese person. That's right. Yeah. It's like Ben and Jackie Chan. Go on. Yeah, I probably didn't think that through. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what we should do, right, yeah. is I'm going to get you yeah. to keep talking. Oh, this again. While right. I get a, now, actually, what you can do is introduce our guest. All right. So All right maybe you can do that. Our guest for tonight is internationally renowned comedian and physiotherapist <clears throat> extraordinaire Sam Gabriel Celesi. 
Now, we've done multiple gigs with this bloke, and he is one very, of the best. Very, very funny. In fact, I really enjoy it when he comes down for gigs, because not only is he a very, very funny dude, but he's a really nice guy, too. He is a lovely He's guy. one of the nice guys at comedy. I'm not just saying that because he's on the line right now and listening, uh, that he, he answered really quick. I was going to you know, build him up a little bit, and then when he answered, I was going to tear him down, but um, he answered real quick. <laughs> and uh, you're there with us, Sammy. How are you, buddy? G'day, Sam. Hey, mate. I'm good. How are you guys? Excellent. Very Excellent. well, mate. We've, uh, we're in lockdown together at the moment no we're not Tim, no, you're not. Tim's moved in. We're a couple now. <laughs> no, you two th- are, yeah. Th- this, is the, this is the sort of great imbalance of Victoria at the moment, isn't it? Is here we are in Ballarat yeah. with some modicum of freedom and there's poor old Sam in Melbourne. Stuck in a room. Confined to quarters. Yeah. So, are you- I, I still have a bit of freedom though. Yeah, I suppose you can go 10 Oh, Because you, you're an essential worker, yeah, as a physio? Yeah, so I've been working luckily. Oh, yeah. that's all right, been- mate. I've been getting out and about. You guys were in lockdown for a week, though, weren't you? We were. Yeah, yes. we were, mate. You Melbournians just give us a bad name. That's right. We get tarred with the same brush. We get lumped in with you. And then you heard today, you know, there's another 11 cases. And it's sort of, I mean, for you guys, your hearts must sink, right? You must just be going, come on. Yeah, I think uh, everyone's over it here at this point. Um, <laughs> Good topic, but- right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a, a comedy show. Yeah, let's talk about how depressed we all are, mate. If it makes you feel any better, I'm fat and I'm sick of it. You know, it's really annoying me right now. So let's I'd talk, about, talk that. about that. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> then lockdown. Hey, but look, one of the one of the positives though is you did get to go to New Zealand and visit family, didn't you? Recently. Yeah, I actually did. I was so lucky. Yeah, so you sort like, of slotted it right there in that window, right in that middle. It was. I think the borders opened on the nineteenth of um may was it and then i left on like the 22nd or something you were straight out weren't you mm. yeah yeah april sorry april yeah. yeah that's right yeah and then i and then i left straight away and i was like i hope i'm allowed back in <laughs> <laughs> did you take notes while you were there mate that you could hand over to the government when you got back about how to actually deal with covid um no, I was too scared they won't even let me back in. I'm not any notes. <laughs> Destroyed <laughs> the notes. You burned them at the airport. Yeah, I didn't even show my passport. I was like, I'm, a, I'm an Australian, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's back in. Um, they were like, you don't look Australian. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like us. I'll tell you what, mate. I watched the clip of you today on Facebook, and when I come to one of your next shows, I'm never walking in late. Oh, yeah, you give that poor kid a frightful pasting. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> No, well, yeah, we, it's it's hard with that room though because it's like the the door is right next to the stage. So yeah, if you come late. It's not like you can sneak in. You have to walk straight past you, and you have yeah. to comment on it. Yeah, you have to say something, or it just feels really awkward. There was there was actually a time where there was a, we were doing an open mic there. This is a couple of years ago before we started the show we're doing now. What is the room? And Sorry, Sam, where is it? So this is in Footscray. Yep. In Melbourne, and um, it's called Comedy Jam- Jambo. Mm-hmm. It's an Ethiopian restaurant um, where we do comedy there as well. So we were doing this open mic a while back, and this lady, um, this white lady, came into the show and was ordering food. She ordered food, and she saw, like, so it was like an all-black show. It was yep. supposed to be, like, for people to just go try out stuff. You're talking about and the then- comedians, not the food. Yeah, well, both. (laughs) (laughs) And then so I'm on stage. It's my turn to get on stage. I'm on stage and I'm like trying to tell jokes. And then this lady got her food and then she starts walking like past me to the door. She opens the door and then she looks back and she goes, 
oh my god i just like to say how amazing it is that you guys get together like this and each other (laughs) (laughs) and you're on stage Oh, oh no! Mm. You're so awkward. You guys get together then, like your little groups or something. <laughs> yeah. And she starts like crying, and everyone's like, "No, like everyone's trying to be real nice." I'm like, surprised she yeah, didn't everyone. take a selfie and say, "Oh, look at me in Africa or something." Like <laughs> yeah. we're just talking about this. Like this is like people who do charity and then have to post it and tell everyone about it. And oh, it's yeah. like, well, you know why you're doing it. You're not really doing it to help. You're doing it to let people know what a cool person you are. That's right. Self-aggrandizement. Yeah. The, well, why are you talking about me like that, man? <laughs> <laughs> but that's not true, mate. I know you don't do charity. <laughs> nah, that's right. <laughs> so I let, charity, bro. <laughs> I'm a charity these days, mate. Yeah, middle-aged, fat, ginger, two-time divorced, pudgy men. Yeah, I should start up my own. Day, bro. It's okay. Yeah, I know. I just need someone to hold. Now, I want to know, Sam, about your journey into comedy. How did you first get into comedy? Like, what was the... Was there a particular moment? Had you been you know, sort of getting yourself up to do your first ever open mic spot? How did it happen? Um, it was crazy. It was kind of like um, I used to always watch uh, Chappelle's show when I was in high school. Yeah. Like they, used, they in New Zealand, they used to play it on this channel called C4 on a Friday night. It was real late, and I used to stay up and watch it. And I always thought, like, man, that'd be cool to write like sketches that were funny. Um, and then I went to uni, and I used to just comment on things that happened here and there my friends used to always say, it always starts with your friends I think mm. your friends mm. always say, and you're oh, funny mate you should be a comic I know yeah. I never got never that never excuse me <laughs> I'm sure you did Tim, Tim tells you all the time doesn't he I'll say he's weird <laughs> not funny yeah. <laughs> funny looking yeah. I used to cop a lot you should look funny yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, and um, yeah my friends used to say oh you're pretty, like you should you should write stuff down what you, whatever you're saying like you should write that down because that's pretty funny it's like an observation that yep I've seen so many times, but I've never thought of it like that. And so I used to just write ideas down and premises. And then in my like second to last year of uni, there was a music open mic at this um, Irish bar, um, student bar. Mm. So I was like, oh, I told all my friends and I was like, I'm going to do stand up for the first time. You guys should come. And so like 15 of my mates rocked up to this music open mic at this Irish bar. And it was packed on a Tuesday night. And I don't know why I thought I was going to be funny on stage because I'd never been on stage before that. And I'd never been the type to want any sort of attention or be the center of attention or anything like that. I was very shy. What were your nerves like, mate? Oh, like crazy. Like yeah. as, as soon as um, the host was like, oh, we've got someone here that's going to try to stand up everyone in the bar just went quiet and <laughs> like because with the music they'll just they'll just talk and they'll talk over the music yeah, and it's fine yeah, yeah but as soon as they said stand up everyone just went quiet and looked up on stage and then like the person called my name and i went up on stage and as soon as i turned and faced the audience like i was a bit like tipsy at that point <laughs> like i was i was like completely sober because everyone just went quiet and yeah. just looked at me. And you sober like, up real quick. Sober up so quickly. And I, I couldn't, I got a few words out. I thought like comedy was you tell people premises and they laugh at the premise. Yeah. They make, they make it up themselves. Like they, they join the dots. All yeah, you got to okay. do is like they bring it up. 
Exactly. So, so I was like, oh, this this would be easy. So I did that and not nothing. I guess, I guess like, they were a very supportive crowd though and it was hmm. 15 of my mates as well. So at one point I was like, I was kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing and stuff and one of my mates just goes, Sam, you, you've got this. Who That's awesome. Who cares what anyone thinks? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then as soon as he said that, the whole crowd just started cheering for some reason. Yeah. That's and fantastic. They, and look where you are now, mate. Yeah, it was it was very 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 supportive, and my oh I I didn't do it for a year after that. But, uh, <laughs> 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 Mate, my first I time like, I, I had Tim good. Tim encouraged me because we worked together. Yeah, right. I went and saw yeah. him in a comedy show. I went out for a few beers with a couple of lads afterwards. Said I've always wanted to try it, lads. How do I get into it? And this is probably for listeners back home. So he goes right. What you do? Write some funny shit down. Right. Come to the next one, and we'll give you five minutes. Right, so I did that, memorized it, things I thought were funny, got up, did like 14 minutes, went way over because I just had this Whoa. monologue, right? And and it, I got laughs and everyone was laughing and I just thought, oh, this is bloody easy, this stuff, you know, I'm going to be the next Robin <laughs> Williams. I did the same set, the next gig, stone silence, not one <laughs> snigger. And I've gone, oh, yeah, there might be a little bit more to this than meets the eye. But what you do do, mate, and you probably realise after that first time, you get a little bit of the bug, don't you? You go, you okay, I need to get better at this, but I reckon there's something there. That's 100%. Right. I think even if you get, like, one laughter um, in, that, in that 14 minutes, whatever it is, you're still like, man, that was such a good feeling yeah. that I got that one And there was three jokes in that 14 minutes. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so okay, for well. you it was three laughs. For me it was one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that little one that, that keeps you, you coming back. Do? Don't worry, mate. I've been doing it for a couple of years now, and I did a, a gig a few weeks Ooh. back that I've talked about on air where I didn't even get that one, and uh, that was a corporate gig, and uh, yeah, I've, I didn't. It didn't go well at all. It's, it's one of those things. It's high risk, high return. When it goes well, it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. You know, you come yeah. off stage, you know, the endorphins are kicking in, whatever. Yeah. You feel great. When it goes badly, you just want to dig a hole and just crawl into the hole in the ground yeah. and just go away forever. Mm. So yeah, that's that's more. That's been happening more and more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it hasn't, Sam. I'm a big fan That's of your some... work. You know that. Now, yeah. Sam, will oh, you bear okay, with man. us, mate? We want to talk to you a bit more, but do you mind if we play a song? Now, yeah, because we are so professional here at Voice FM in Ballarat, 99.9, for anyone who's listening, uh, we have to cut you off while we play it because otherwise we'll be able to hear us talking to you. So what I'm going to do yeah, is no I'm going to call you back, mate, because I'm playing the song through the same computer. Now, what you don't know about Tim over here, my friend Tim, who you know very well, is normally his music taste leaves a little bit to be desired. Does is not. That, is that a good way to put <laughs> no, it? No, it's not. My music taste is impeccable, thank you very much. But what he's done tonight, he's blown me away with his song choice. He put this whole set list together tonight. Not a set list, a song list. Song list, yep. Uh, he put it together tonight, and he has not missed a beat so far. Thank you. And Thank I you. see what's coming up, and I, I've got to take my hat off to him, mate. I'm looking at him in a whole different light. Wow. So uh, have a listen to this, you, mate. Sir. See what you think, and uh, we'll come back to you very shortly. Uh, now, if you are watching a Vietnam War movie and that song's not playing, is it even a proper Vietnam War I, movie? I actually watched Good Morning Vietnam yes. the other day. Yep. Uh, hadn't seen it in a while. I thought, oh, I'll whack that on. And that's the first one that comes to yeah. mind, isn't it? Every time. Uh, Tour of Duty, Forrest, any of those songs. Forrest, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. It's just the ultimate war song. That and we got to get out of yeah, this place. Yeah, good one, yeah. That always pops up as well. It does. 
uh, what's the radio one called? Good Morning Vietnam. It's about a radio presenter in Vietnam. You know? Yeah, Adrian Cronow. That was a, yeah. it's actually a true story. It's a true I, story, I, isn't it? But I looked into it because yeah. I did read somewhere it was a true story. Yeah. And it turns out that even though there was an Adrian Cronow, the story wasn't quite the same. He was just an announcer in Vietnam yeah. who was quite popular, but none of that other stuff happened. The, the they, controversial. They basically took him as a real-life person and made a, a fictitious story around him. So yeah. why are we saying this, mate? I don't know. We just, if you listen to the voice of him, you couldn't give a shit about any of that. That's well, just for us. At, you talk about self-indulgence on some songs. We just did two minutes of self-indulgence. Yeah, what are you talking about? It's two hours of self-indulgence, Yeah, mate. pretty much. Anyway, let's not talk about that right now. We've got yeah, Sam. Yeah, we've got Sam, mate. Sorry, mate. We, Gabriel we, we have these little bickerings. We're, we're like a married couple these days, <laughs> Sam. Uh, you Tim's- guys, uh, yeah, you guys tame me a lot every time you bicker. <laughs> <laughs> now... Sam, I want to know the last name, Gabriel Celesi. Now, I grew up with that name because when I was growing up, there was a Secretary General of the UN whose last name was Gabriel Celesi. And I can't remember his first name. Gabriel. Yeah. No, you idiot. Oh, now, I is, is, I is, that up. I don't know. Is it, a, is it a common name? Is it an unusual name? Is it a, is it a Smith sort of name? Or It is a, it's a very co- common name. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, it's like a title... Gabriel is like a title, and then Selassie is like a family name. Oh, so it's like, like so. Yeah. I wasn't far wrong with that when I said that it yeah. might have been his first name. Yeah, he looked at me like I was an idiot. Sorry, which I am, sorry. By sorry. the way, I'm not excusing what I said, but uh, it looked like it's almost two names together. Gabriel Selassie. Yeah, we we had the um, the famous runner as well. Yes, Harley Selassie as well. Um, and our emperor's name was um, Harley Selassie as well. Okay, yep. So you come from good so, stock, mate. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because the Dutch do it as well when they're um, van der Elst, for example, or van der something means from the, you know, you might be from oh, the... Oh, so everyone's yeah. van der Klooster yeah, or yeah, van, that's der, right, yeah. van, van der... Van der Smith. Van der Hoogen Band yeah. is a nice one to say. Van der Brothers. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you just have to take it down. I man. know, I know. I'm an idiot, I know. We're trying okay? to examine the etymology. It's not exactly a factual show, Tim. <laughs> well, I hope not because you said some stuff before. If anyone's coming here to get facts, they're in trouble. Yeah, they are in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. No, so look, uh, Luke, you wanted to ask Sam about his physiotherapy. I know you're interested in that. I did, mate. And obviously being an essential worker, at the moment it's a good thing you get to get out of the house. I fit yeah, into definitely. a similar type category. I'm an essential attendee. I attend work every day. <laughs> I don't do much, <laughs> Sam. But h- how do you go? Because it is quite hands-on being a physiotherapist, mm. and, and a lot of people that you would treat are in desperate need, I'd imagine. That's why you are essential. But how does it go yeah. with the whole COVID stuff, mate? Because it's not the sort of thing you can whack gloves on, is it? Yeah, you, you can if you wanted to. But um, it's kind of like just taking the precautions for the most part, like, now we make everyone wait in their cars uh, oh. before coming in, so n- no waiting in the waiting room. Yeah. Uh, obviously, check in before when you come. Check temperatures. Ask the questions of Have you been around any exposure sites before they book when they're booking as well? So it's mm. just a matter of just in the room. You're kind of doing the same thing. Yep. But uh, we kind of we used to use a cloth on the on the bed. Now we don't use a cloth. We just wipe everything down after each person. Um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of just a few changes. And we have to wear masks and face shield. Mm. Mm. So it's more about doing. separating the customers as opposed to separating you from them. Yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be very hard to do my job if I can't really... <laughs> yeah, go, go, gadget yeah. arms or something. Yeah. Socially <laughs> yeah. distance, yeah. It would be. Yes. Yeah, I, I'd, love, I'd love to just... <laughs> 
just advice, you know, like no hands-on, just tell you, <laughs> tell just, you how to do it yourself and then get out of here. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah just press the small of your back, mate, and twist it at a 78-degree angle and, and you'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. Oh, that'll be that'll be a good job right there. One of my favourite bits of yours, mate, that you do when you stand up is when you talk about the free coffee. Uh, oh yeah, with your, yeah. With your um, the bloke who runs the practice with you. <laughs> yeah. Are you still in the same <laughs> practice? Yeah, Mustafa. Yeah, that's right. I won't go into the bit because you've got to hear Sam do it live. If yeah. you come to a locally grown funny soon, are you you're with us soon, aren't you? Yeah, I'm with you guys. July 31st? Geelong West Town Hall. Yeah. You know, not that we want to plug it or anything. We're shamelessly promoting that. That wasn't why I brought it up. But, uh, you know, if you are in the area yeah, around right. about July 31st, there's probably not much else on in the no. COVID age. You could come down and see Sam tell it for real. That's right. But um, Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll tell that joke specifically. <laughs> As described if, on if Fat and Ginger. That's it. this interview, please mention it so I can do that joke. <laughs> mate, the only people listening to us are the AFP, mate. That's it. So, yep. And they all mainly live in Canberra, so I think That's we're going to be safe there. <laughs> One of the – I'm a massive fan of your work on stage, Sam. We had you at Ballarat Cat uh, a couple of months ago, and you did a whole bit about <laughs> Dan Andrews. And I'd heard the bit previously, right, and it's a great bit. And I haven't he heard it. And he completely stuffed it up. You know one of those times oh, yeah. where, you, where you sort of you, – you, you cut out the whole lead-up and you go straight to the punch line? Yeah. And that's, yeah. That, that's what he did. And the whole crowd's just sitting there going, what? And it's just a measure of how good a comedian he is. He still made it work. Yeah. Because he shared that with the crowd and just said, oh, I've just completely stuffed that up. And they roared with laughter and it was fantastic. It was well, really that's what I love about your Facebook post, mate. You don't post the winners. You post the losers. <laughs> that's it. You post the ones where you muck it up and you manage to bring it back. And that's like you said, it's a sign of a good comic. Yeah, yeah. It was great. It, it's fun. That, that was a great gig, by the way. Thank you for having me. And it was, it was just like... You know, when you're uh, in your head, you know what you want to say. Mm. And you're like three steps ahead of the audience of where you're going to be. So when I was telling that joke and then I realized I'd missed like a big portion of the joke that would make sense. Luke wasn't there even, but like like a big portion that would make sense with what I'm saying. But that wasn't there. So I was saying these things and they were just looking at me like, what the hell is the, What's that mean? And then I realized what was happening, so I just said, I actually stuffed this up. Um, and then I actually, ex the fun part was I actually explained what I was supposed to say before what I said, and it still worked. And, and I, I loved it, like, man. <laughs> and they were, they were just like, actually really, like, enjoyed that. They did, did they? Like, wow, that's. Yeah, I was just like, this is great. They probably just thought, look, we don't get the joke, but we hate Dan Andrews too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's my pitchfork? I think they love them. Yeah, it wasn't. It was a it was a fairly complimentary piece, as I remember. Yeah, yeah it, okay. was. it was. Yeah, it was more like more against the idea that he is a dictator. Yeah. And no, it was just like. Some stupid stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a very, it's kind of like, it's a silly joke, but then it gets very political in the middle. It about does. refugees and stuff and then, <laughs> and then becomes personal a bit about me as well and then yeah it, it and you like just went straight to the punchline I went straight yeah. to like I went straight to the last part of the joke and I was just like yeah. oh my god what do you think because <laughs> we had two shows that night and um, this was the second show. Yeah. So uh, in the break, I had pizza. I'm blaming the pizza. Remember I had we, a food coma. Yeah, and we also had that guy collapse in the audience before your bit oh. too. So there was a bit oh, going. Yeah. There was a bit going on. So you're probably excused for dropping a line here or there. Yeah, I blame yeah. pizza for a lot of things, Sam. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it causes swelling. 
<laughs> yeah, it might be yeah. a little laziness as well brain. on my behalf. Swelling in the brain for me. Well, I mean, I know you were three steps ahead in your mind. You just got to make sure it just stays in your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. So that's good, mate. And are you missing comedy now that you're um, housebound, I guess, when it comes to that sort of thing? Yeah, missing it so much. I just feel like you just you get worse. You don't get worse, but you just you don't know where you are comedically when you return on stage. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And mm. like you, you get to such a good place when you're doing it regularly and then you stop and you're like, well, I've stopped for this period of time. How do I kind of, where am I and how do, where do I go back to? And I think like even when the first lockdown came, it's like I was working on so many jokes and then I just let go of all those jokes because it was just like, it's hard to get motivated, mate, isn't it? Yeah, because I had so much motivation when I was doing them then. Now it's like I have to like get that motivation to redo them eventually. We were talking about this um, last night, mate, over a bottle and a half of gin. Was it nobody that I know in the comedy world, and we're not, you know, we're not professional level. We're sort of just that level underneath. But nobody, <laughs> nobody bothered to write during COVID, mate. Everyone just said, well, all anyone's going to talk about for the next year and a half is COVID. And by the time we come out of lockdown, everyone's going to be sick of talking about COVID. So wh- yeah. what do you do? Mm. I think that was the motivation for writing the Daniel Andrews bit. It was kind of like, yeah, when you come out of this, you have to talk about something that's topical and that's, something that you don't want to go back to talking about what you were talking about before because it just feels so everything's changed like, so removed from like what I, I like I like to do stuff that's like relevant um, yeah to, quite topical and relevant as well so it was cool like writing exercise where like something topical um, like straight out of the after lockdown performing it fixing it knowing how to do it and then being like wow I just created something um, and then you can go back to, but yeah, you're right. No, no, no one wrote anything. No, like no. That. <laughs> there was no point. Let's get back out there and then just get saying. motivated again. Yeah. I just sat there and drank and ate, mate. And I can't understand why I looked the way I do these and days. Binge watch TV. But, uh, yeah, people binge watch. Oh, I went through so many series. So I'm many TV be, series. I'm, I'm going to be your size soon, Luke, because I've been putting on some weights during that lockdown. <laughs> You're putting on weight, mate. You got no idea what it's like <laughs> to be fat, Sam. No Next idea, time mate. I see you. Yeah, that's like your version to me of saying I gather in my little fat groups, what you were talking about before, yeah? Don't be a tourist, mate. Don't come into my category and start throwing it down to me. I'm learning from that lady, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to make you feel good. Thanks, mate. I know you're trying, but uh, yeah, you you could live six lifetimes on pizza, mate, and you still wouldn't be in my category. This is a lifetime building this. <laughs> yeah. Not a year. I well, I did spend a year, year but... not that long. Sorry? A year's not that long. I could do it, I reckon. Nah, mate, you don't understand. <laughs> now, look, we're, we're running short on time. Oh, we've got to go? Yeah. All right, Sam. Hey, mate, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, really no appreciate Thank it. Thank you we've, so much for having me, guys. I mean, I don't know why we've got to go. It's not like we've got valuable content coming up, mate. It's just going to be more drivel. No, it's not. It's going to be... Each, each word's going to be spun gold. Oh, yeah, right. Remember yeah. what we said about being too negative? Oh, yeah, I am too negative. Apparently, Come that's on. the feedback I'm getting, Mom. I'm too negative. I'm just calling a spade a spade, mate. Our show is shit. We're shit. We're fat ginger guys, middle-aged, got nothing better to do on a money night. We come here. We talk to nobody, Sam. Nobody listens except the AFP. So, Are you done? Hey, you talk to me. You said you're talking to nobody. <laughs> Thanks, mate. You just made my night. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, thank you for having me, guys. You guys have Th- a good night. Thanks, mate. You take care, buddy. We'll chat soon. And we look forward to having you on the 31st of July in Geelong, Geelong West Town Hall. Yep. 
Um, with Limo. Where, where would people... Limo headlining as yeah. well, yeah. You go to try booking and buy a ticket. Is that where they have to go? Yep. We don't have a link or anything, do we? They nah, just, just have to search us. Try booking. Locally grown funnies. You'll find it. You'll find it, mate. Yep. Thanks, Sammy. Take care, mate. All the best during lockdown, Take buddy. Take care, boys. See you, Sam. All right. I think we should have a song. I think after that. Now, I got a little bit negative there. I'm sorry, mate. That's I certainly right, mate. I wouldn't. I, you know what? I won't be negative for the rest of the episode. We've got, what, about 17 minutes left? You reckon you're not going to be negative? Yeah. I'm, I will promise you. I will not be negative. Play what? the next song. Okay. What is it? Spanish, Spanish Flea by Herb Alfred. What's that? I've never heard it. All right. Here we go. That was awesome. I really, I love that. It's one of my favourite songs in the whole world. Luke, what did you think of that? Nothing to say? I said I wasn't going to be negative for the rest of the show. So, I'm try and stick to that. Yeah. Can I just say this? Yeah. You have pulled the thread that could undo all your good work. <laughs> Do you know the scene I think of, though? As a fellow Simpsons fan, it's when Lisa's at the concert and there's the right. That's gun. where I recognise it from. Yeah. The Simpsons, yeah. yeah. And he's sitting in the car listening to that song yeah. while there's a riot behind him. He listened to the radio. And his daughter's in the riot. All right, you've come up a step. Yeah, there we yeah, go. That was so. good because it was that song. Don't worry. But really, did you put that on to, to piss me off? To test you. Like to, what did you do last week? To broaden your horizon. Broaden your horizons? Oh, horizons. I'll tell you what you can do with your horizons. Well, there's one more to come, which is even a bit more way out than that. If that's bad. No, no, no. Hey, this well, experiment's no, over. That's not bad. All right? I'm going to be like that Chinese defector. Just I'll be on. knocking up on the door of the next radio station going, please take me in. <laughs> Go to the next studio. I'll say, oh, there's no fat without ginger. No, that's right. Actually, which one am I? No, I don't I'm know. I'm both. We're both we're, both. we're both both. We're both both. Therein lies the hilarity. Yeah. So. Well, you got one more chance, mate. The next yeah. one's shit. Yeah. We're not doing this again. Go on, then. What, you want to play it straight away? Well, I think so. We're running out of time. All right, okay. No, because the listeners want to hear us talk, mate. Do they? They don't want to hear music. Do you really think that's what they want? Of course they do. They're staying up till 10 o'clock going, give us more, Tim. What <laughs> have you got? Give us more content. What have we got? I don't know. You it's... know what annoys me? Yeah. Well, while we had a plan tonight, we talked about this last night over, uh, we're probably on about our eighth standard drink. Drink. Yeah. We said, why don't, during the show, we message Justin Murphy and just let him know we've made an award about him. Yeah, and we can't figure out how to do it. We can't figure out how to do it, mate. We didn't prep it, obviously. We just thought, yeah, we'll do that while one well, of the songs is on. It's only because we, we don't want to give him our personal sort of... Well, I could message him directly. I found him on Facebook, but there's got to be a way to message him from Fat and Ginger so he can't... Because what, what you brought up is, can he sue us over the ocean? Yeah, it's across I don't know that. No, I don't think so. I think he can... If it was a commercial thing, I think there might be a cease and desist sort of thing you can do, but I think across jurisdictions, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. We probably should look into it before we message him. Perhaps. Because if we go, we've named him a, an award after you. For being a cock. For being a dickhead. <laughs> and we misspelt your name with the E. No, he misspelled it. Yeah, I know. But that's what, maybe that oh, would get us out in, in a court of law. I see what you're saying. And go, hang on. You've misspelt the name of the plaintiff. We're throwing this stuff out. No, he's the complainant. Is he? he? What are we? What's, I don't even know what plaintiff no, is. It's just a term I heard on Perry Mason no, once. No, So, sorry. He'd be the complainant. We'd be the respondent, I think. Because we were responding. To What's a plaintiff then? That's a, I think that might be an American term. Uh. I don't know. Oh, well, he'd be using that term then. That's He's from America. That's a good point. Where does he live? Uh, Virginia. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll find <laughs> we, we've named an award after him for sooking like a... Yeah. That, that's not a good word to use nah, on radio, right, is it? No. Yeah, so right. We can edit that out. Sooking like a, idiot. A, an idiot. Yep. And we're probably worse than him now by the way we're carrying on about it. Yeah, but that's, we, we're doing it in an ironic fashion. Yeah, I know. Sooking about sooking. Yeah. 
Pretty it, nice. It's like adding two negative numbers. We should have played a song. Yeah, and we're going to play it <laughs> All right, you want to play it Yeah, I'm excited right, about this. Yeah, a bit of classical for you. <laughs> you are not. I'm angry, Tim. And they don't make music like that anymore. It, yeah, there's it, a reason for that, mate. It it's had, shit. It's not. It has artillery pieces in it. They made stuff like that when there was nothing else around, when people were Sorry. on a horse and buggy and you're eating genuinely bread. Saying, you're, it, you're genuinely saying that. That was shit, That mate. does nothing for you, that piece of music. Oh, it does. It makes me angry. Makes you angry. Makes me angry, What about mate. it? Makes you know what? I recognised a bit at the end, right? And you said to me, wait for it, wait for it. Like, oh, this is going to make up for the three minutes of shit I just sat through to get to. And okay, I recognise that little bit at the end. But why are you playing that on Fat and Ginger, mate? Because it's a good piece of music. You need Who ed- in Ballarat you need edifying. who listens to Voice FM and listens to our dribble every Monday night thinks, oh, geez, I could do a little bit of edifying on a Monday night. It's just shit, mate. Why did you play that? You just that made me, I'm, I'm going to go home angry now. <laughs> Don't try I'm going to go home as a ginger and i come here to escape it and you've made me red and angry uh, that was good that was worth it um <laughs> here we go 18 12 overture by tchaikovsky but don't worry about announcing it's not like people want to know what it is yeah they do they? people love it people yeah. love that piece of music it's very popular yeah i'm sure it is hang on let me have a look on youtube yeah it's had three views yeah but you know why because everyone who loves it's dead they're all dead they all died throughout history and nobody cares about it anymore Oh, dearie, mate. I must admit, I don't like classical music. Oh, <laughs> really? I didn't yeah. pick that up. In fact, the, the closest I came was I bought the Titanic soundtrack when it came out. Did was you that, really? Does that count? That's not classical, is it? It's uh, more a soundtrack. It's pretty sad, actually. Yeah, I know. I did buy it. I just oh, like that, la- that lady at the start that sort of sung that really haunting sort of- Oh, Celine Dion. No, no, no. You know the, the theme where it goes, la, 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 oh, la, 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 la. That so, bit. Hang on, hang on. Just let, yeah, I know, I know. So I know, I know where you're going with this. You're hanging shit on my taste in music yeah. when you bought the Titanic soundtrack. Yeah. And oh, oh what's like, the worst CD you ever bought? Or what's the worst album you ever bought? Oh, where you just look back at it and go, "What was I thinking?" I think I bought uh, I, as a joke. I bought a Bronski beat album once <laughs> on vinyl for four bucks. You just said that on air. Well, I know, yeah. I know, but that was look. That was a joke, but I did Beat yourself buy up. It. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so I bought it for someone at work. So. Yeah. Do you know what the first album... Actually, it wasn't the first one I ever got, but it was the first one I ever bought myself. Yeah. You ready for this? Go on. Proclaimers, Sunshine on Leaf. Oh, really? Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, I walked 500 miles to get it. Yeah. It's uh, a big lead-in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I did. That was my first ever album I bought on tape. Yeah. Back in those days. It had the two big hits. There was 500 miles. There was another one that did, I'm on my way. Yeah. That one. So I knew those two songs. Yeah. Oh, I like those two songs. I'm going to buy the, the The rest of it was just... Did they do any other songs? Nah. Any other big hits? That was nah, it, wasn't it? I think they yodeled through most of it. Mm. But it, it wasn't great. But because I'd bought it with my own money, I was only about 10 or 11 at the yeah. time. A bit of birthday money, whatever it was, dribbled in. Might have sold a couple of Vegemite sandwiches at school that nice. Sue made for me. And I, I bought it and, and I thought, no, nah, I'm just going to keep playing it, even though I hate it. Yeah. It was like stubbornness. Yeah, and that's what you do. People don't want to have their judgment called into question, so they spend money on things. That's how a lot of things get off the ground that shouldn't. Yeah. Do we fit into that category? Like, do you oh, reckon, well, no one's invested money. spend money on it. Hey, you were going to get us a sponsor. Was I? Yeah, I mean, we talk, We didn't talk about this last night. Should have no, brought it up. We shouldn't, yeah. Oh, maybe we shouldn't talk about it on air. No, we won't. We'll, we'll sort it out and we'll come back. Yeah, all right. Well, so, next week we'll chat to you. We're going to be better. 
because we prepped this no, week. No, we've been all right. But this we got drunk. Say. Next week we'll prep, but not get drunk. Not get drunk. Well, I mean, that's not as fun, is it? <laughs> no, but it's, we got to do it. we got to do it, right? So uh, we'll prep no, no alcohol, not yeah, for. That's it. Yep. That's nah. n- yeah, okay. Right. I, I know that's not going to happen. Look, uh, that's our time. Is it? Yeah, so thanks to Associate Professor Paul Griffin. Oh, thanks Griffo. to Sam Gabriel Celesi. I'm going to call him Griffo. I feel like I know him well uh, enough I to call him Griffo. I think you're right to call him Griffo. Yeah. Uh, See how blue his glasses are now? Yeah, they're incredibly blue. I thought he actually had lights in him. You know, I went to the Elton John concert. Yeah. And you buy the little novelty glasses yeah. and you put the on button and they sort of light up. I thought he had some of those, mate. I think so too. I think he's had fluoro. Put well, you know some people have their teeth whitened? <laughs> I think he's had his glasses blued. Thank you, Griffo, for being on the show. <laughs> last time, obviously. Sorry, no, Griffo. No, that's all right. I do like you, mate. Uh, it, it, what was the um, – did you like the little photo I put next to the computer yeah, when we were talking to him? Jeremy Guy kid. Yeah, because he said it last time. Yeah. And when he was talking, I thought of that, so I, I brought it up on my phone. Griffo didn't even know. No. And just sat next to the computer, and you had a little giggle, didn't we you? We did. We had a little yeah. private joke. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Griffo. Thanks to Voice FM for having us again. If you want to pick a song to play us out. Oh, well, not – bloody letting you do well, it after then. that mate chop chop alright well I'm going to play something that I know you don't like yeah there we go you know, a bit of Post Malone feeling Whitney see you everyone um, system shut down